Welcome back to School of Calisthenics with Tim and Jacko. And this week is very exciting because we've got some actual real life students asking their own questions. It's a technological breakthrough, Tim. We got a phone and we held it next to the microphone. <laughs> so um, it's been a massively quick, t- this is a, a fantastic turnaround. So thank you everyone that sent in questions. Um, we sort of went out uh, the day before, asked whether people would like the idea of, it's something we've been toying with for a while of going, can we get people just to send us a voice message and then they can ask the question on the podcast and uh, yeah which let's say a great success it was we made it happen well be the judge for yourself you can sit back we've got three questions we cover things about motivation motivation how to be laser focused we cover how to improve your single arm active hang for your human flag action and we cover a little bit about which resistance bands would be best to support your calisthenics goals so uh, sit back relax and enjoy uh us and, and our you guests. and our guests that are you three of you from the community on the Schoolcast Nights podcast. Roll the jingle. So Timbo, this is exciting. Questions being asked by the public, by the listeners, by the students, not by me, not by question. The, the question master is dead. Um, bring on the first question. I, I, is that no? Yeah, let's, like let's some not put the chant. question master oh. to rest forever <laughs> because we may want to, we may give you that prestigious title back, but I'm excited to get first-hand questions because sometimes, like, I, just, I don't know that we always get the tone of the question right, whereas this is going to be from the horse's mouth, yeah. so to speak. Speaking of horses, it's Lingham. <laughs> 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 so Lee Ingham123 on Instagram, he is uh, a, a virtual classroom member, so that's always exciting for us. Um, and anyway, here's, I'll, I'll, play his, I'll play his question. First of all, love the podcast, guys. Ticking a box. Um, my first question really is, uh, how do you maintain like that pure focus all of the time uh, to, to commit to your training? Um, you know, I have bursts of... Yes, I'm on it. Yes, I'm on it. And then I just, something distracts me. I'm, I'm working away quite a lot or I'm doing something like a, a house move. Um, and, you know, I just struggle then, to, even though I've got the best intentions in my head to actually get on the mat, get on the, on the, on the, on the bars or whatever, and, uh, so I can actually then go ahead and train, you know. Um, so any useful tips special tablets that just make me pure focused anything like that would be outstanding so that is question number one do you want to kick things off with this yeah actually I'll tell you about the special tablets that I've got <laughs> <laughs> that is not that's, that's a, that is a joke that's a special joke. tablets um, yeah I can take it off and that don't beat yourself up I also I don't know that I struggle to maintain focus as you would put it what I sometimes struggle with is maintaining consistency due to some of the things that you've mentioned in that it's just there are weeks that go by where I just don't train as much as I might like to but that 
for me, just comes down to priorities. Like there are sometimes if we're doing a, if we're doing a new launch, for example, for a classroom in the virtual, uh, for a new classroom in the virtual classroom. Those weeks for me are just generally pretty busy, just getting stuff together. Um, so I often just not train that much. Um, but I try not to let that run for too long. So it will be making sure then I'm in a block of time now where I've got a bit more breathing space where I'm really prioritizing my training. I'm going to com- consistently commit to get my sessions in. Um, so I think it's the, my first point really is just to sort of say, like, go easy on yourself. It's not always just plain sailing. We have lives outside of training um, to crack on with. Um, my second one, and then Jacko can jump in with yeah. your thoughts, is this sometimes I find that 20 minutes is better than nothing and that's one of the benefits of having training um, equipment at home so you can actually just do a little bit of something Um, and that might just be some handstands in the back garden it might not even be a real kind of like workout conditioning or strength based workout could just be some skill stuff but I often find I can if if I'm tired after a long day I get home I'm like I don't really want to train I'm just knackered I need to eat I've got to do x y and z but I can always find time for 20 minutes. And I know that often 20 minutes will become half an hour or 40 minutes if I've not got to rush off for anything. Uh, but it does genuinely make me feel better. And I, I'd actually put a workout of the week up uh, in the virtual classroom a couple of weeks ago, last week I think it was, um, around minimal effective dose and go, what is the least yeah. amount of work that you need to do to get the most amount of change? So say you're working on a, on a muscle up, what's the one thing which is going to help you to continue moving that forward if you can't do an hour and a half or an hour in the gym? Just some heavy pull-ups. And it might only be do four sets and that might take you 15 to 20 minutes. You don't need to double up and do three, four, five different exercises all the time. And you're still going to move forwards, but you're not eating out a chunk of your evening or your day when motivation or opportunity may be lacking. Yeah, I think one, I was glad that uh, that what Tim started with, because exactly what I wanted to say straight away was like, if if it isn't, if uh, the, the fact that it is not, like that for us like we are not it, everything is not perfect training is not perfect we're not always super motivated and we're not always laser like focus on our training um and that's just the reality of it and so if um maybe the perception is that it's obviously you, the perception from from yourself is you look at you look at what we do and you think that it isn't that um so first of all like an apologies from us if that is ever uh, seen to be the case it's probably because or one thing that will happen is if you follow any of our stuff there's probably not a lot of videos going hey i'm down the gym and now i really don't feel like training so i'm not going to because it doesn't, it's it's a, it's not it's perceived not really much value to anybody. I've done a couple of those at home. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm broken. But also the other thing, just Jin said, there's two of us, yeah. so we, we may be able to yeah. put content up. Where if you actually there'll be weeks and typically pre, if you don't see me on social for much of a week, there's probably something like virtual classroom wise coming. But often you'll just be like training that week, and there's so it just, if it was it was just yeah. one of us, there wouldn't be yes, anything. You'd see, yeah, you'd see. But there's two gaps of us in so. training, yeah. And I think that if you're for me one of the biggest things is trying to understand or there's two things trying to understand ourselves better so that if you don't feel like training is that because um it's an issue with motivation and something then and yes you should actually do a session and you've skipped too many sessions and you'll feel better after doing it but you just need to motivate yourself to get going or is it that you actually need a rest and is it that it's training at that point in time isn't the best thing for your body um and then my other point is around the fact that I'm glad 
that it isn't the most important thing in your life. You've got kids and you've got a wife. And if you, we've, there should be more important things in our life than training. And then, and therefore those things, training should have to at times take a back seat because there are other important things in life that we should be doing. That's, you know, that's my opinion. Someone else's opinion, most important thing in their life might be training and, and that's the best thing for them. That's great. But I, I just think that for me, and I'm sure Tim agrees that there's, training is great but it should it should enhance our lives and not overtake it i've said that a number of times and it's something that um is i, I probably say it because it's it's something that i probably find difficult yeah is the what is the reality of that but i'm but this the like like lee here in this question the first stage of like being able to change or implement something is you having an awareness of it you're aware of the problem the issue now we need to start to use that rather than think of it as a problem think of it as an opportunity to learn a little bit more about about myself and and how i'm going to train how i'm going to grow as a person yeah my last point is i actually um, point that this came out this morning because I saw a, a tweet, uh, sorry, something on Instagram from um, Sal De Stefano, who we interviewed a while ago from Mind Pump, and he was talking about sort of the perception or his experience of obsessive behaviours around training, around lifestyle, around nutrition, and actually those things can not bring you to a particularly happy and fulfilled place because you get stressed and anxious about all this training stuff that you've got going on. And, and he was saying that he is far happier now than he's taken a slightly more relaxed approach to everything around those areas. Um, and actually that's that's sort of true ha- health and wellness as, as again, Jack and I would would, um, would echo. So I think that if you see people absolutely hammering it and you think that they are like super focused and that's what we all need to be like, there's probably my suggestion and Jacko would agree is that we're just a little bit more balance required on, on some of that stuff. Um, but I hope that just helps and just a few spitball ideas from us. Um, and well, my last point was if you don't feel like training, but you know, you want to do something which you want to do. So like sometimes I go in and I'm like, I should be doing five sets of heavy pull-ups for my muscle up. I really don't feel like it. What I feel like doing is just messing about with some handstands or like, I'm just going to go and do some push-ups or whatever. Don't always feel like if it's not something you want to do, don't, force yourself through it because you're not unless you're in a restricted time frame of when you've got to achieve a muscle up yeah. by which most of us probably aren't play the long game think about just that those things will come that's one thing we've learned in five years or so of just going Do you know what like sometimes things just take time and you can rush them but why maybe just let it roll its course a little bit this is a customer service announcement uh, Jacko speaking And we'd like to tell you about the new free eight-week beginners program now available inside the virtual classroom to help you get started on your calisthenics journey. Jacko, that sounds fun, dozy. To sign up for free, go to virtual classroom at schoolofcalisthenics.com. Sharvan.heeney, and his question is about, um, basically about a single-arm active hangbow. I'm going to say Charvan Heine. Maybe. We'll put it in the, we'll put it in the show now. <laughs> I'll take it away, sir. You, hello, School of Calisthenics community. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to send you a question on your podcast. And I would truly, truly appreciate an answer here. I'm from Sweden and my name is Charvan and I enjoy train, training with calisthenics. So basically, I've seen a lot of videos of yours where you do a where you teach people a human flag and what comes to my mind is the one arm scapular raise the one you know the active hang but with one arm when you i've seen you guys do it on people performing it on people who are new to the human flag in order to strengthen the scapula and i really need help with this particular move so here's the thing i 
I really want to get a one-arm pull-up as well as hopefully one day get a human flag, obviously to advanced moves. But however, in order for me to succeed, I really need this one-arm scapular pull. And the thing is, I have no clue how it is supposed to be done. And I'm going to send another message here because, yeah, the time is running out. But I have, I'm finding it so hard to perform. So, feel the desperation there. Yeah, we need to help this guy. Yeah, he's... Um, he's he goes on to say about the fact that he understands that this is a foundational movement and control of his scapula that he needs for whether he wants to do a human flag or a single arm pull up, and he just doesn't feel that he's um, understands like how to perform the exercise um, uh, and and and, would, and really wants some help and advice. Um, on that and sort of one thing we have tutorials on this um, as part of uh, because we put it specifically in for the human flag so people can check that out inside the virtual classroom before Tim uh, spits some lyrics on how um, I would also add my thoughts on it initially were like not only how but also what might be uh, restricting him or inhibiting him from being able to maybe activate the right sort of shape and position yeah, I mean, that, that sets it up and it's a difficult one because there could be a number of different things which making this difficult for Charbant. Um So the, f- the first one being like what, what essentially that top arm, why we use this movement in a human flag is because it's going to start to create that top arm pull. So we want to be able to pull the shoulder into the socket effectively with a straight arm and that's going to create a really stable anchor from which we can then start to apply force and transfer it down through the chain. The, oftentimes people will struggle with it because it ultimately comes down to a lack of single arm strength on that one side. So if you can do a double arm active hang, both hands on the bar, you can go from a dead position where you've got no tension in the muscle, you're just sort of hanging on slack tissue, pulling the shoulder blades down and together effectively. So you're actually raising yourself up. So your head moves upwards, but the arms stay straight. What you've done in that position is retracted and depressed the scapula. You've pulled them in together. So you've, the two shoulder blades have gone from being elevated, upward rotated around the rib cage to back and down together imagine you're sort of squeezing a pound core in between your shoulder blades and pulling them down towards your hip that's retraction and depression so that's just the starting point when we move through the progressions on this towards an active hang a single arm active hang for a human flag what we'll do is then get to people to let go with one hand and see if they can maintain that tension in this in the hanging arm and keep the scap retracted on that on that side where you're hanging from the tricky thing comes that often this the scapular retractors aren't strong enough to be able to actually hold that all the your entire body load um, on one hand whilst maintaining that scapula because obviously you're gonna you're gonna split the load from from being shared across two hands and then onto one. So one of the, the tricks that you can do is start to gradually take one finger off at a time. So you can you can slide um, a little bit more weight progressively onto the hanging arm by removing one finger, two fingers, and then getting down to just having one finger on the on the bar before you then release it entirely. The other one that I quite like is actually will link into what Shaban's ultimately working towards with his single arm pull-up is using a strap. So you can actually go for a single arm active hang do the dead hang position but then take a strap which is also hanging from the bar and then hold it high at the top so just off the bar and then you can as you get stronger you can gradually just move your hand down the um down the down the strap so you're getting less assistance from it and you're putting more load onto the single arm 
the other thing that I would just really encourage you to do is really just load up on a double arm active hang. And I think we sometimes we go, yeah, I can do an active hang, double arm. I've had a block in my trading period um, some time ago where I'd literally be sort of finishing a session or at some point during the week, be having 20 kilos around my waist and doing active hang holds on double arm. Because it just if you can do it in that stable position, there's less demand on the joint, single joint because you're sort of sharing the load out, that you can actually just really ramp up the total strength of retraction in a less complex pattern. If you go entirely down the single arm route, you're asking that single arm to do quite a lot of work and you can actually just bolster it by having more capacity in a double arm active hang. Yeah, I think that almost going, something to add to that about the double arm active hang, going and looking at your double, videoing yourself, looking at your double arm active hang and then sort of critically evaluate it. Are you actually doing that correctly? Are you seeing good separation between shoulder and ear? Are you actually getting retraction and depression of the scapula? Or are you simply arching your back to try and give you that fake sort of sense of uh, of retraction? Because what's going to happen, the same way... Um, we do sort of um, a, a squat analysis on an athlete where someone might squat well on two legs and as soon as you stick them on one leg, all of a sudden the uh, all the compensations get highlighted more because you, there's nowhere to hide. There isn't really anywhere to hide on your single arm active hang. That if we if we do we can do a double arm active hang, yeah, I've got that down to him, no problem at all. But you you're actually not doing it correctly. You're arching your back. You're not actually really um, retracted. Then as soon as you go onto that single arm you've got nothing you can't hold it there because you can't really hide behind um anything else so the link with that might be around some tightness overhead position yeah, as well right exactly. so if, if you're arching the back it could be that that's just not giving you range of movement overhead yeah. so that'd be one of the classic ones isn't it? like lat being super tight you then have to compensate through your pelvis and your spine to give yourself that overhead position and then also when we when we lift the rib cage up and we pump the chest out and arch the back it gives us a feeling of retraction without actually making some actual retraction of the shoulder blades so that would be something to you'll be able to video yourself and look at that back um, and give yourself some some critical evaluation of your double arm one and then if uh, if you if you don't if you can't really sit don't think you know what's going on send us a video and we will uh, we'll have a look at that for you um, yourself but do look at the tutorials we've got on double arm and single arm active hangs and try and take out those key messages of of body positions and what's actually happening i think the, the other thing just to mention is potentially around grip that is is it is grip an issue and if grip is an issue that might be actually a sign of not just grip in terms of what how strong your fingers are but also what your shoulder uh, what your rotator cuff is doing like one of the jobs of the rotator cuff to be to cry suction actually suck that humor head into the joint if you don't have enough strength to do that the body's not the brain is not going to really let you hold that position and it's just going to want to drop down um, it doesn't want you to rip your arm out of the socket so um, it could be a little bit of um of strength around the rotator cuff to be able to hold that good uh, position of the humeral head in relation to the scapula i mean that sounds quite complicated and the take-home message i would i wouldn't necessarily just do loads of isolated stuff i would the best thing if you want to get better at this you need to use a progression of it that allows you to create good position good tension for a good amount of time yeah and just the last point for me on this one is if it's painful stay away from that so if, yeah. it's, if you're in pain or you're getting any sense of impingement with the shoulder overhead in that hang position go and get someone to have a look at it get a physio to check it out and then the benefit of doing that actually would also there'll be probably some manual muscle testing to see where you're potentially weak um, but again like the, the foundations of movement we talk about movement prep a lot and it's super important in our, in our programs 
But before you start your session, can you create range of movement through some potentially the, the often systems that we'll use is some self myofascial release using a massage ball um, and then some mobilization techniques to get the shoulder moving into better positions. And then some potentially isolated strengthening work around Y's, T's, W's, some single arm um, Y positions like scaption Y's lying on a stability ball. Again, we've got a number of these different exercises as part of the programs which is we listed out in the virtual yeah. classroom which will build that shoulder robustness as you go through. Um, and those are, those are they're just isolated exercises to build some of the nuts and bolts before you go on and try and hang your whole body weight on top of your sh- off your shoulder yeah. on, on that grip. I'll chuck one other one in there that you were like, um, some single arm row position. So mm. rather than being vertical, go into a horizontal position. So think about horizontal rowing. Can you do that even just like as a part of a, a scapular control with both arms, but also get that onto one arm, but your feet are supported by the floor and you're in a horizontal row position with a ring or a bar. Um, and then that's going to actually give you some chance to gradually build up that single arm load position. And also when you're on one arm, you have to fight that rotation that your body wants to create, which you don't have to in the, in, the, in any double armed, um, option. So, um, as Tim said, whether it's about like, whether it's about trying to loosen up some stuff so that it's a bit easier to get into those positions, we can activate the right muscles. We're not so inhibited as well as understanding the correct movement that you're trying to do. Um, uh, looking at some of the video tutorials um, is really going to help with that as well as obviously taking what we've um, gone through here on the podcast because those visual cues are, are really helpful. So yeah, that's, you- they're all built into the programs, particularly for this one in particular, if you're, if you're like someone listening to this, the human flag program has the movement preparation, has the loosening off, has the activation. It has the, the tutorials for single arm active hangs for that top arm and the human flag and much, much more. Perfect. Is that it? Cool. That All helps. right. So number three, and he's lucky to get on. Um, he's a legend. Mm. Um, Martin David Taylor calls himself fanboy. We, he <laughs> he lives in Spain. He actually ran over an hour two to come, hours to come ran to two hours to come to see us at Mike's gym when we were last there in, in Marbella. Um, he's an English guy living out in Spain. Um, yeah, and calls himself fan fanboy, <laughs> uh, which I liked. In that, so I was expecting in his intro to the question it be him giving some sort of fanboy chat but he I think he obviously he, he understands how serious the podcast is and so he went, he went very he went in in hard and serious which we love Martin let's be having you yeah, so this is Martin aka fanboy Hi Tim and Jacko, me again. Uh, just another quick question for your podcast. With regards to the resistance bands, what is the main difference with regards to the colours uh, and which would you um, suggest using for different stages and for different movements? Is there a, a major difference with regards to what I should be using for muscle-up training and what I should be using simply um, for push-ups? So yeah, any, any advice you can give me with regards to what resistant bands are best and which ones I should pick up to get myself going. Thanks very much. That is a great question and I'm going to liken it to saying if I was going to buy a set of dumbbells which is the best dumbbell for me to buy out of two kilos to 40 kilos because it's essentially the same yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah, rather than thinking about which is the best weight you're going to use, you're going to want to use a different weight depending on the purpose of yeah. what you're going to be working on. So ultimately, the, the, the short answer is you, the best thing you can do is get a selection because I use different yeah. bands all the time for different things. And it depends on how how much resistance I want or how much assistance I want. So how much 
sort of additional load or how much additional yeah. support. I was thinking we can give some guidelines for certain yeah. ones, can't we? Like, yeah. So, like, for example, like let's use the the um, the, the let's do resistance. Oh, assistance first, because that's yeah. what we're going to do. Let's, so let's do um, like assistance in muscle ups, because it would be uh, different for ring muscle up and, and bar muscle yeah. up, for example. First of all, the colours vary between which brand. So it's yeah. almost just often they'll be labelled sort of light, medium, heavy, extra heavy, yeah. or whatever. That would that will infer to the side of how much how thick the band is. Yes, yeah, so almost go on the thickness of the band is more relevant. Than yeah, because someone could have a really thin uh, green band, but actually often the green one is the the big fat yeah. one and sometimes you go oh this is 12 to 18 kilos and I'm like well it depends on how you stretch it because yeah. the, the force yeah is the weight change. doesn't mean an awful lot no. to me I go on the I go on personally I go on the thickness of the band yeah so if you're going to go let's go muscle ups you're probably going to want something which is pretty thick like a green band um, so you're going to want to be, and then we will use that for the overspeed training component there's a, there's a point where we need to get explosive to teach the body to be fast so if we want to use a green band that will probably give us plenty of assistance and that's going to fire us up above the, bar, above the bar and help us to train that overspeed that we need it might be for pull-ups, for example, that and it, this is a point where it really comes down to having a selection of bands because it depends on how strong you are. So a green one down to a, a red one or a purple one potentially, just depending on how many reps you're doing, what adaptation you're looking for. So you're doing more like hypertrophy, which is going to be like, eight to 12 repetitions and you're looking to build some muscle size or are you down doing sort of maximal strength work and you're aiming for one to five reps and you need a little bit less assistance yeah. so it, it really is sort of a little bit sort of individualized based on on what you're trying to do but the muscle ups typically you're going to want a, you want a nice thick band to get you going to get yeah. you flying up above the bar and then into that's for a bar muscle in terms of a ring muscle up because the bar the your hand is going to have to go onto to the ring um you're going to want something much smaller like the the on our in our shop the sort of thinnest one is the the purple band which isn't going to give you loads and loads of assistance but that's actually a good thing because if you need like if you need a green big fat the big fat green band to get you through your ring muscle up transition the 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 reality of that is it's going to be really difficult on your hand position because you've got to try and hold false grip whilst you're holding onto this band and with the thickness and the size of that band it's going to make it very very difficult and the reality is that that means it's if you need that thicker band for your ring muscle up transition, you're actually just trying something that's too difficult for you. You need to work on your pulling, uh, pulling strength without, without the band. Um, whereas the thin purple one is able to like loop round, go underneath. You make a little cradle, you sit on it. It's not too thick that it's going to uh, messes up with your false grip, and uh, you can use that just to help you nudge you through those final stages of uh, redefining possible the ring uh, muscle up. Yep. Yeah. I think if, if I was sort of starting out, I would be looking at getting, like, as I said, Jackass is the, the colours as they are on the, the ones on our website. I would probably go for sort of a purple and a red one to get started because if you need a little bit of extra support, um, th then you can just double those yeah, up. You can use, can use both. You can make them shorter or, or whatever. You can tie knots in them. Yes, so you've tying got a knot in them is always a good because sometimes just tying a little knot in it shortens it and it actually is like a bridging gap from one to the other. Yeah, I sometimes it? just wrap it around the bar twice yeah. to make it slightly shorter. If you're specifically going for muscle ups and I get a, a bar muscle up I go for getting a green one because you, you need something which is going to give you that speed even if I was going to go and train the speed component from a bar muscle up I'm probably going to be sticking a green yeah. one on for at least some portions of my, my working sets yeah um, in terms of and, and then you've got if you've got those for the for the assistance component I'm actually using the bands quite a bit from a resistance side of things at the moment so instead of putting a weighted vest on I'm using a band across the back of my shoulders when I'm doing some horizontal pushing work I'm just trying to overload my pushing patterns in, in 
um, planche push-up and on the rings um, so yeah using those to provide a little bit more a, a resistance if you haven't got a weight vest and obviously a resistance band is a much cheaper option than a weight vest yeah and um, we use the green and the red one for some mobility work as well yeah. that you can use for some like sort of active hanging lat stretches um, the one we don't use a lot of is a big blue thick one the yeah. super thick one we rarely use that to yeah. be fair that'd be more if you're wanting to like uh, distract your hip yeah, even then, I think the green quite one. If you put enough tension on a green one, you're probably going to be good to go. Yeah, with that. So, yeah, they are. Uh, so, yeah, we have a full shop of of, of stuff. So, the, all those resistance bands we just discussed are on there. If you do want to to um, invest in one of those, then check out um, check out the shop there of all the equipment. There's all sorts of other stuff in there as well that you can have a mosey around if you want a little bit. If you if you want to be able to train at home and you just need a little bit of a kit to supplement, um, you can have sense training. Then we've tried to put everything in there that we we use um so that you can use them as well this throws me back to the days of old jack i can look at the clock and it says 25 minutes so we used to do it? short podcasts i wonder why when people read the question out is that is that going to be a theme that it will we're shorter and to the point i don't maybe. know maybe in which case we're going to get through more yes or we can keep them short and on a postcard which prefer short form or long form um, so I hope that's yeah, there we're going to keep it to three questions we hope you uh, enjoyed this podcast and take something away from it if you have your own questions um, if you are if you don't want to read it out yourself then email it or, or send us a message on uh, Instagram Facebook wherever Twitter uh, but if you'd like to uh, read it out yourself then send us a voice note and you get to uh, be part of officially the Schoolcast Notes podcast Sounds amazing. I've enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. Until next week, <laughs> you were quite sure what I'd say then, were you? Well, I, just, I, was, I was just enjoying the, the the community component and bringing people. I like it's great, giving to... people a voice. I think that's yeah, cool. It's wicked. Like, rather than just me and you all the time, it's like let's let's showcase the great intelligence and question asking skills of the audience. Maybe one day we'll do a podcast where it's a conversation purely between people and voice messages, and we're not even part of it. Yeah. It's, Potentially the future. Is there an app for that? I don't know. It's called What's Happening. <laughs> don't start that one just yet. Well, this is, Jack, we, we're wondering how this is going to work, but tell, Jacko, tell you've done it? well. Well, yeah, all we've well. done is basically, for those that are interested, all we've done is held the phone up and put it on speaker and, and played it into the, one of the microphones. But hopefully, I like that's that because we bought quality audio equipment yes. for the podcast, that we have such versatility. Whereas buy crap, buy twice. <laughs> a, uh, if that's a, that's, um, just advice for um, life. Life. I've got a, my other bit of life advice. Never trust a man with two first names. That's I don't know about that. You know, like, yeah, Ricky no, Bobby. Heard that one. Ricky Bobby's your hero. Yeah, he's a TV character. <laughs> and life. your hero. <laughs> right. Things got away from us. Hopefully, uh, yeah. So if you send us in some good questions, then it will stop us from giving out terrible life advice like that. Well, we're, quick, we're getting close to thirty minutes now. <laughs> okay, so we're trying to get to <laughs> another ten minutes of this. <laughs> Till next week. Class dismissed. <laughs>